0: Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at
1: newlifekingman.com. morning. Amen. Wow, you are a good-looking bunch this morning. Amen. Look to the person next to you and say, you're so good-looking. Some of you may have to speak in faith, but that's okay. (laughs) Amen. Man, It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We do welcome everybody that's joining us online. And you say, why are you down on the ground? Well, uh, there's a whole story behind that, but we'll just save that for another day. Amen. Just trust that this is a good place for us to be. Amen. Praise God. Um, Real quick, just before we get into our service today, uh, I just want to remind everybody if you're here for the first time visiting with us, we're so glad that you're here. Or if you've been here for a while, maybe in the last six months, you're new to our church. um, We are having a visitor dinner. If you didn't hear that in the beginning, we're having a visitor lunch, I should say. Dinner means lunch when you're from the Midwest. Anyway, it's lunch, and so it's going to be in the multipurpose room next week. We do have a sign-up list in the uh, uh, foyer, in the information center. If you could sign up, let us know how many people are going to be coming. That would be uh, great. That helps us to prepare for you. We want to get to know you, and we want you to get to know us so that we can connect. Can you say amen? And so just sign up there, and uh, that'll be a great help to us. This morning, we got a real treat for you, a very good friend of mine of this church. In some ways, uh, I always say he's my counselor, but every time I go to counseling, get counseling from him, I end up counseling him. So I'm not sure uh, what that's about, but uh, uh, Pastor Evangelist, he called himself Evangelist this morning. Uh, he, Ron Simpkins is here all the way from Pueblo, Colorado. Give him a big hand as he comes. Hallelujah. Thanks,
0: John. Amen. What a, what a privilege it is to be here. I've been coming to Kingman for a long time. Amen. But you know why I come, too, is because this really is one of the great churches, I believe, in America in many ways. And I I don't think you even know the power, the impact. Me and my wife, Susie, many of you know her, she lived here, wouldn't even be doing anything for God if it wasn't for John and Kathy. I remember, man, it must have been, what, 12 years ago, John, that that, uh, I was sitting with him, I think at Denny's, if I remember right, and he asked me what I really wanted to do, and I asked him what we, he wanted to do, and he wanted to help churches, and I said I'd love to do that. And since that time, he has been, him and Kathy have been sending help both from the church and from their personal life. You know what? That's a friend. I mean, it's one thing to say, I like you. Amen. Even invite you over to your house, which is important. But when you send money for years, that's a friend. Can I get an amen? But it's not that, because this church literally has a vision to touch your community, your state, your nation, the world, and it's in practice, and it's happening, and it's happening partly through guys like me that you help, and so we love you guys, amen, and think of you all the the time. There are a couple of my books out there, if you like my message, you can pick one of those up. I want to talk to you about connecting, amen, Uh, this morning I've been really thinking a lot about this, because the thing that makes us who we are, we seldom think about it, are the things that we connect to and make us stronger than we are before. One of my books I just wrote is called The Compass. And you know that one of the four great inventions of human history was the compass. Amen. And it's just this simple little device that tells you north, but we don't think about it. Before that, you couldn't sail out of the sight of land. Amen. And, and so they, the world was closed, but when they, it was 1100, I think, that the compass was invented and began to be used, and it was only a few short years later before ships were going to every part of the world, and it launched the modern age. Amen. I was a pilot, and uh, you, you can't fly in a cloud if you can't see. You'll die every time. Because you cannot figure out where you're at by just your senses. You have to have an instrument. Now, I say that because that's Christianity. You cannot live the Christian life without Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you, you can't live it well without church. Amen. I know that's a radical thought and may get me arrested here in a couple of years, but, but but I know it's true. I know it's a practice of what it is. Uh, Larry Neville challenged me a few years ago. He's the president of Praise Chapel and he said that God was going to speak to me and that uh, I was the historian of two fellowships. I was involved in two different groups that have had unbelievable revival. Thousands of churches out of both of them and I wrote the history of those churches. Amen. And uh, So I started, I took it serious, I spent months looking, and basically this was my conclusion, we need to connect to who God says you are, amen, thanks John, amen, (laughs) and connect to God, connect to the church, connect to each other, and connect to our purpose, amen. But the key word there is what? Connect. Say connect. And so I want you to think about this with me, how many of you have noticed when isolation makes us crazy? Amen. And and the worst that it does in some ways, when we're isolated, even as Christians, we get a distorted faith. It is so easy for us to drift in basics and fundamentals. In fact, as a pastor, the first thing that I notice when somebody's in trouble is what? They quit coming to church. I mean no, I'm to wave at me if you know I'm telling the truth. Amen. Because it can be shame, it can be distraction, it can be a thousand things. Amen? And we find ourselves in isolation. We lose track of the, of the direction that life should go. So let's think about this. 1 Corinthians 12 is an almost comic portion of Scripture. As Paul writes about the body, he says, For the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not the body, is it therefore not the body? If the ear shall say... Amen. Because I'm not the eye, I'm not the body. Is it therefore not the body? If the whole body were an eye, <laughs> that would be classic, where, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Amen. If the whole... Uh, but now hath God set each member, every one of them in the body, as it pleased Him, as if it were all one member, where were the body? Now, I'm not saying if you don't go to church you're going to go to hell. I'm not telling you you won't. Amen. But I am saying you can't find anywhere in the, in the Bible that it talks about living a life of isolation. Amen. I, 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 I can't find anywhere in the Bible. I mean, there were some pretty messed up churches in the Bible. I mean, we think we're in bad shape. But I mean, read the seven churches of Revelation. I mean, a couple of those were really messed up. And yet God doesn't say move towns, change churches. Amen. Corinth, Galatians, they had some problems. But he says fix where it's at because there's something powerful and undefeatable in our community. Amen. God tells Adam it's not good to be alone. Now, Adam was in a paradise. Amen. He had fellowship with God. And yet God says there's still something about connecting that is vital for who he is and what He does. Amen. We take communion. Amen. What a picture on so many levels of us becoming something bigger than individuals. But also it's the crushing of grapes that makes the juice and it's it's the crushing of the grain and then mixed together that it becomes this thing, the body of Christ. And God is bringing us together this morning, amen, for literally something that is miraculous. Something that has the capacity to change the power and the course of people's life. Amen. How many would admit before you got saved, you were a mess? Raise your hand. Oh, look at it. Whoa, this place is scary. Amen. <laughs> There's some sinners in this house, John. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything about the temple was about community, the sacrifice, the washing. Could you imagine bringing a sacrifice? Laying your hand on some oxen that you've brought in to cover your sins. And you had to put your hand on it while they cut its throat. Because that's the price of your sin. But in the New Testament we know it wasn't just an oxen or a dove. But it was Jesus Christ who literally gave His life as a sacrifice so that you could be forgiven. This is the power of connection. Amen. The greatest event in human history was the cross. Listen, as it talks in John 17, 21, it says, The goal is for all of them to become one heart and one mind, just as you. Father, in me, and I in you. So that they might be one heart and mind with us, the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I give them. So they'll be... (laughs) As unified and together as we are, hallelujah, I and them and you and me. <laughs> oh my God. that is convicting to me. Amen, but there's something that we're shooting for we don't always achieve that has to do with this connecting of not just not just us with God, but us with each other. Amen. look at the person next to you and say, "I need to treat you better." <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe we should take about 15 minutes for that. <laughs> I mean, we could illustrate this in so many ways. First Corinthians 13, it says that it's, it's meaningless how much money you have. It's meaningless how many gifts work in your life, whether you're a prophet or not. It's all about love. It's all about this thing of connection. If you think about this, like I said, it's the connecting of our life to these things that we hardly even think of. One of the greatest inventions of human history was the nail. I mean, the nail. You can't think of anything less significant in some way. Amen. And yet it changed the world because it made it possible to take two pieces of wood and, and connect them. Amen. We hardly think of it, but it was the beginning of the modern world. Amen. This thing. It was, it was the wheel that changed human history. Amen. Without that, we, we could do nothing. We could not have anything, amen, that we think of as a modern age. You guys were made by the railroad. Amen. I'm pretty sure it was a guy named Kingman that the city was named after, and he worked on the railroad. Amen. What was it? It was connecting the east and the west. Hallelujah. Could you imagine if you didn't have a wheel and, and you had to carry everything on your back that goes down that railroad? Amen. But it's this connecting of ourselves. You take a horse, and we begin to to teach it how to be put in a harness and pull a wagon. And it it made us, I don't even know how many times, 10 times, 15, 20 times stronger, more powerful, faster than anything we do. But you can even take it farther. You put two horses together together. And they can do more than, than just two horses separate. Two horses together do like 50% more than they can alone. Because synergy. There's something about this connecting. that I, I, ch- I challenge you to think about this. is just your being here. Maybe you do nothing except be here. There's still something that comes. Yesterday I went to one of my oldest friends' funeral, me and Alec went down and saw Coney Roscoe, and a guy came up to me, I, I didn't even recognize him. I knew him in the fraternity. I'd known him years ago. And, and he, he said hi, and he came. Well, the power of that story was that he visited my wedding, amen, 50 years ago, and he was sitting in the back of the church, and he saw me raise my hands. That's all he saw. He saw me raise my hands, but I was such a devil that he couldn't believe I, I would worship God. And he literally, the, the weekend after that, it so haunted him that he went and found a church and sat on the doorstep until the pastor showed up, gave his life to Christ, and for 35 years he ran a camp, a Christian camp, for nothing more than I raised my hands in church. You say, I don't make a difference. Well, you may not, especially if you don't go to church. <laughs> I'm a fan. Can you tell I'm a fan of church? And I know it's messed up. I've, been, I've had the snot kicked out of me. <laughs> Hallelujah, as a pastor, I can tell all the stories. Amen. But what, what's, the, what's the difference? What, so anyway, I'm going on a whole nother sermon now. Jesus became the second Adam. This is the heart of the gospel story. I think many Christians think it's just about rules. It's not about what you stop doing, it's about what you start doing. It's not about the disconnect, it's about, I mean, disconnecting is important. There's probably some people here this morning, in fact, how many would admit there are some things you probably should stop? You'd raise your hand. Once again, man, you guys need to come out tonight and have John pray for you, for sure. Amen. I but it's it's about the connection. But I remember setting 1973 November day after Thanksgiving, setting at little America with Randy Miller, and he looked at me and said, "Ron, why aren't why aren't you a Christian?" And uh, and I told him because it doesn't work for me. I'm too I'm too big a sinner. I've, I've asked Christ in, and it just doesn't work, and I'll never forget he looked at me He said, you're a liar. Well, I, I told him this morning, I was, but I didn't know he knew. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I said, what do you mean I'm a liar? He said, Ron, Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was God, and he died for your sins. You are not that important. That Jesus did not cover your sins and that night I, le- I gave my life to Jesus Christ and have never turned back. Amen. See not because somebody told me some rules, not because even of church it's because that night I discovered my Savior. in fact, first altar call amen <laughs> hey, don't get too excited we're not even close to done but But maybe there's someone in here this morning that you've never asked Christ into your life. Or maybe you're here and you've drifted away from Him. But here's the thing I felt as I was thinking about this and looking over and praying this morning. Maybe some of you have just, you're in trouble. You're spiritually maybe even floundering some and you've lost some of your direction what you need to do is you need to find Christ again. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Would you just say, there's quite a few. Just lift your hand. You'd say, I'm going to do it. Let's pray a prayer together. And I want to tell you, this is not a complicated thing. Jesus loves you. <laughs> you ever had your, your, your dad usually was the one that disciplined in our family, and he's about to discipline me, and I, and I would go, I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> And if I can squeeze out a tear or two, I might even escape punishment. (laughs) You know, God loves you more than that. And He will embrace you. Think of that. He will accept you. This morning, all He's waiting for is the smallest movement, but you to trust Him. Let's do that. Pray this with me. Bow your head. Close your eyes. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you, forgive me for my independence, for my isolation, for my lack of trust. I receive the Holy Spirit, and I receive your forgiveness, the price you paid on Calvary. Thank you for changing, saving me. Show yourself this week in my life. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to Isaiah 53, He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace (laughs) was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. All we have gone astray, and have turned every one to his own way. The Lord, though, has put on Him the iniquity of us all. That's the power of what we're here for, that's what we celebrate this morning, is not that we're good people. Or better people than other people that are around us. It's that we are forgiven people, that we are people that have connected to God. And yes, yes, it has changed my life. It has made me a different person. And I, I'm i not as wicked as I was. But you know what? Without the grace of God, I'm still pretty messed up. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? We're the cockroaches of God's creation. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not John. (laughs) But the rest of us are about it. There's nothing more important in your connections. There's nothing more important. There are three bad connections that we have to kind of always watch out for. The world, the flesh, the devil. The world is is a connection that can destroy you. Amen. We think the world has the answer. We think that I can be happy enough by just watching TV or even getting high, or drinking, or immorality. But I want to tell you, there is something that God has for you that is so big that education and none of these things can bring the transformation that only God can do. Amen. And you're a fool if you trust the world, amen, to to bring you through eternity. The flesh, amen, amen. You know, I I remember my first church was in Payson, and there was a guy, Elmer. Amen. It wasn't Fudd either, but it was Elmer, and he owned a furniture store. And he was really a good guy, nice guy. And he would come to church, but he would never get saved. And I remember finally, when he came to the altar, it'd been months he'd been coming, and I'd begged him, and he wouldn't do it. And finally, came, and I asked him, "Why are you here?" He said, "I need a savior. I need a savior." You could be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. Amen. The, the flesh, the devil. There's a real devil, isn't there? If you don't, <laughs> my God, we've been living through something that is just evil, insidious, this, uh, this whole virus and these kinds of things. And you can't escape it. Even as a Christian, I can't escape some of the darkness of life. So, My best friend, one of my best friends, just passed away. Amen. I've seen Him heal thousands, and yet there was something about the brokenness of life. Amen. And, and we have to break the power of sin and darkness. How do I do that? Sanctify your life through Jesus Christ. Amen. Allow the blood to cleanse you. Everything about Christianity is about connecting. If you read the book of Romans, especially the first three chapters, it just talks so much about Uh, The power of connection that literally if you choose a certain lifestyle, it'll blind you to the God that is obvious in creation. Amen. Because what you connect to, what you connect to is going to determine your spiritual altitude and who you are. I know so many Christians that it's wonderful when you, maybe you prayed that prayer this morning that is here. And, and, and yes, that will bring forgiveness. That will put your name in the book of life. But so many never go farther and never grow into the thing that God died to make you to be. Amen. To change you, amen, into someone who is being trained to be a king and a priest and to be anointed in a way that we can only dream of. Amen. It changes everything. <laughs> One of the best illustrations of this, and it sometimes offends, I hope it doesn't offend you, is Star Wars. <laughs> I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when Luke Skywalker, amen, remember the scene where he's learning to be connect to the Force. And he's, he they puts in, blinds him, and this little thing is shooting stuff at him. <laughs> and he's, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's some of you today. I'm telling you, you can connect to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you can defeat hell and death. I can't do it. I can't do it, Pastor Wilson. I can't do it. Let him coach you. Amen. That's why we're here. Listen. Open your heart up. Because the power that is in you is the power of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. Listen to Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What's it saying? It's just saying, take this body and connect it to the eternal. You ever thought about that? Why, we, why do we raise our hands? I have no idea completely. It makes us into a radio, maybe, we receive the Holy Spirit. You know why I raise my hands? Because the Bible says, raise your hands. <laughs> Amen. And, and I, I don't get it that that small act of obedience during worship turns up the volume in my spirit sometimes. Hallelujah. How many know what I'm talking about? And if you don't, try it. You say, I don't feel anything. Well, you're sick. You're sick. Amen. Go to a doctor. Dr. Poole. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, really, why do they take your temperature? When I get on the plane tomorrow, they'll take my temperature. If I've got a temperature, they're going to be worried. Why? Because I'm sick. They're going to say, go to a doctor. Amen. And, and do this and do that. Amen. You're going to come. That's exactly why we're here this morning, that it is in community that we most loudly hear Christ. And you want to even get bigger than that. It's when you stop living isolated and in separation and you make yourself love somebody. (laughs) You hate your wife? Stop it. (laughs) Amen. Forgive. Let Harry preach his sermon on hell and feel the flames. Amen. That'll get you to change. Because there is nothing greater. Than are connecting. Listen, it goes on in Romans 12. Says, and says, Be not conformed to the world. Be not conformed. Isn't that powerful? Be not conformed. Don't listen to the world. Amen. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. You can have a brain transplant. Amen. You can have the Holy Ghost begin to change something in your life. Say, how do I do it? Well, here's another challenge. Second altar call. Again, don't get too excited. We're not done yet. But how many would be willing to take a challenge to read four chapters of the Bible a day for, say, two weeks? Would Raise your hand if you'd say, I'm going to take that challenge. Amen. Four chapters, that's all, just four chapters. And I'd recommend the book of John. Amen. You'll probably get all through the whole book and it'll help you. I challenge you, to see if it doesn't change some of your life and and affect your thinking and who you are. I want to tell you, it's just this simple. Amen. So once again, how many would say, I'm going to do it? Father, we pray that you would remind us the Holy Spirit would push us. God, that your word would empower us. God, that we would be transformed. There are four great connections that changed the course of my life. Number one is Jesus Christ. Like I said, it was that day that I realized that Christ wasn't just a holy man, wasn't just a teacher or a prophet, but He was God in the flesh. That He lived the life that we couldn't live. And He did it so He could be the sacrifice for our sins. I don't care how messed up you are this morning, how far you are from God, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ can bring you back into wholeness and completeness. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two is the Bible. It says that in Hebrews, the word is quick and powerful, sharpened a two-edged sword, pierces, dividing asunder soul, spirit, thoughts, and intents. See, I'm having trouble. Well, see if this week, as you read some of the Bible, and you begin to let it saturate your heart, amen, just a little bit of two weeks, and see if it doesn't make a difference. I had been saved a hundred times. I'd been raised in church. My parents made me go, and you can't go to church and not (laughs) get convicted. Worst thing I ever did is I dropped acid and went to a revival, and the guy preached on hell. I want to tell you, I felt the flames. I ran to the altar. (laughs) I didn't stay saved, but man. (laughs) So anyway, I maybe shouldn't have told that one. But the Word, the Word has power. Amen. Amen. And you let the Word get in you. You say, I don't believe. Try it. See. That's what I'm saying. It's not me. Hallelujah. It's God that's going to do this. The Holy Spirit's the third. And the Holy Spirit's the comforter, the teacher. Amen. It's in those times when you almost feel nothing that you stop and say, God, I trust you. I trust that I'm forgiven. I trust, God, that your power is here with me. And you just walk in faith towards Him. And I tell you, it will always work. It will take you through the darkest places. A great friend of mine, just three weeks ago, his wife was murdered. Murdered. Can you imagine? Preacher. And yet I've never seen anybody with greater faith. Because he knows heaven is real. He knows that Venus had a Savior. And while he's broken, there's power here, I'm telling you, that can face any obstacle and can overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to a couple of scriptures as we close. Philippians 3.8 says, Doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And you, you know what dung is? Poop. Poop. And Paul's, when he's saying, I counted dung, he's talking about success in life. He's talking about money and possessions. He's not just talking about sin. He's saying, I count everything as loss. Amen. Amen. In comparison to what Jesus Christ did. And to be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God. Amen. By faith. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. I hope you hear it this morning. I hope maybe, I hope there's some, a couple of you even, that you've wrestled with your faith and you hear what I'm telling you. Quit depending on yourself. Quit just doing it. Yes, do what you can do. Move towards God. But then I want to tell you, His hand's going to reach out and pull you farther than you thought you could ever go. Amen. Hallelujah. I look over and see Alec Wilson. I knew him when he was Satan in the flesh. He had a lot more hair. You't I've, I've got pictures, I think. And I want to tell you, what was it? one night, wasn't it? I mean, in one night, he was different. Overnight, he went from light from dark to light. Amen. <laughs> and it's changed the world because of what had happened. Amen. Harry, I think, is in here, and he knows a a guy that I met, Donnie Colson. I was trying to think of how to illustrate the power of this change. Donnie, they called him Snake. (laughs) And if they call you Snake, it's not a compliment. Amen. Amen. And and, uh, he was such a drunk that he he couldn't even work in the mines anymore. And he got saved. He was in his 40s when he gave his life to Christ. And he was such a mess that he went to the hospital and prayed for somebody and they got healed and he thought maybe this is what God would use for him. And so he had to sneak into the hospitals in Illinois because he had such a bad reputation they didn't want him in the hospital. Amen. But so many people started to get healed. That old Donnie, the doctors of southern Illinois bought him a car and a pager. Amen. And they had him go all over Illinois whenever somebody was in crisis. Amen. The doctors, can you imagine? Doctors, they're not faith people, had seen so many miracles. I remember the night my son John, we lived in kind of a rough school district, and a kid had hit him in the head with a bat. And we'd take him to the doctors, and they said, He may never come out of this. Couldn't talk to him. He was just moving, he was unconscious. And we, we didn't know what to do, so we loaded him in the car and drove to Colorado Springs where Donnie Colson was preaching. And we laid John in the back of the church, and he's just there. He can't hear. He can't respond. And I'll never forget Donnie Colson went and laid on top of John, amen, and prayed for him, his face in his face, his hands on his hand, and John coughed, and he stood up. And he's, he's, he's a great father and alive today because somebody let Jesus Christ change them. Can I get an amen? amen. See, that's what we're talking about here. Look at 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. These are scriptures. You want to write them down, look them up, and meditate on them this week. And his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. These promises in the book are not just for nobody. They're for you, that you, by these, may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Wow. Wow. (laughs) How do you change faith? Simply trust God. Simply tomorrow morning, wake up and begin to move towards God instead of towards the world, Satan. Simply raise the level of the Holy Spirit. Just raise the level of the Holy Spirit a small amount in your life, and you'll see change to happen. Amen. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. What's he saying here? He's saying you can't do this alone. Amen. He's, he's saying there is gifts that are operating. And the only way you'll, you'll be able to counter the deceitfulness and the things that are in the world that will destroy you is through the help of others. And you have to choose and connect, which is what you're doing this morning. And just simply this, you can walk out of this place today with confidence. You can make it through this week. Amen. Amen. You can at least make it through lunch. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. But even farther, because you're connected to the power, to the church of Jesus Christ, joined together, compacted, by which every part supplieth, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase. We're a body this morning. Amen. We're connected. We're connected. Sin destroys relationships. The reason God hates sin is it destroys connection. Amen. Hard to trust a liar, isn't it? Hard to trust a drunk. Hard to trust a drug addict. Hard to trust a cheating husband. That's just sin. It's just things that if we allow them in our life, they destroy the connections that God is trying to build. But simply ask for forgiveness and move towards God. I close with a couple of thoughts real quick. What are we talking about? Well, in Pueblo, Colorado, where I'm from, last Sunday it was 10 below zero. Amen. And that was about 10 (laughs) o'clock. Aren't you glad you don't live in Pueblo? (laughs) Amen. But half the people I know couldn't get their cars to start. Their battery was dead. Amen. So what do you do? Well, you got to call somebody that's got a good battery. And you put those wires on there, and all of a sudden that battery charges your battery And then you can drive. That's what I'm talking about. Some of you got dead batteries. What do you do? Let the Holy Ghost hook you up. Amen. Even let the sermon this morning hook you up. It's that simple. It can be just as simple as a shot from a song. That you let a song move your heart back into connection and into unity with God. The other illustration was penicillin in 1928. They discovered how to what penicillin was and how it could, it could help you. You know that it has made our lives, I think, one-third longer than what it was just in 1928. We live much longer. And why? Because in us are things that can kill us. Amen. Especially if you really get sick. Those bacteria will come up and they will override the health. But if you put penicillin in a person, it kills the bacteria. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. In you, if you're not saved, is death. Amen. Separation from God. But I want to tell you, faith can put life into your dead body. And can renew and strengthen you and cause your life to make a difference. Amen. You want another example? (laughs) Ha ha. Harry Hills. (laughs) How many love Harry Hills? Amen. I want to tell you though, I I got to watch what I say because I kind of offended him this morning. But what I'm trying to say is this How many know? Without Jesus Christ, I don't know what Harry would be. (laughs) How many know what I've done? But probably be a decent guy. But it was here that I was sitting over in that office right over there. And God gave me a vision of Harry Hills. This guy has changed the world. He came to my church in Denver. We had a tent revival for nine days. Blind eyes opened. Five deaf people one night were healed. Amen. People were saved by the literally by the hundreds. News the news cameras came from CBS and filmed the revival. Amen. One week. And yet Harry's been all over Africa, I don't even know how many times in the Philippines. He, I think he's been to over 50 nations of the world. <laughs> Harry, who we, we, we don't because you don't see it until Jesus surfaces. And yet he can come. And yet here, here is Elc Wilson, three nations, Malawi and Kenya, Navajo Nation, John Poole. Uh, Alec it's kept, I don't even know how many of us psycho pastors sane. Amen. He ain't lying when he said he counsels me. We did it day before yesterday. Uh, amen. How many of you has he helped? Amen. How many could honestly say that some of some of John's sermons have changed your life? Look at his hands. Amen. Because he's changed mine. Why? because of Jesus Christ. And here's what I'm saying. If He can do it for Alec Wilson, He can do it for you. Amen. If He can do it for Ron Simpkins, He can do it for you. How many say, I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it. How many say, I'm going to raise the level of the Holy Spirit this week in my life? You can do it by this four chapters. You can do it by prayer. Take 20, 30 minutes a day and pray. Amen. Worship. Just just worship and try it for two weeks. But I'd especially say, try the Word and see what happens. Amen. Father, we pray. We pray for Your church, Your people. We pray, God, that there would be transformation in the house. God, we pray that You would show us the power. God, we want to take a step up. God, we, we, have, we have tried to obey. We have struggled towards you. And God, we are hungry, desperate. We've lived in some of the most difficult times. We've lived through trying times. And God, we need more than we've ever needed your help and your strength. Help us. Help us as your church and your people. Help us, God, to make you real in lives and heart. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I close with this. Much of what we're talking about, I mean, the, the greater you commit to connect, the greater you intentionally take some time to connect to God, the greater will be the impact. That makes sense, right? But I want to tell you, all it takes is one touch. It doesn't take a lot. Amen. Sometimes it's just as simple as letting somebody pray for you. It says, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. I mean, there's a woman that 27 years was ill, and she just touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and she was healed in a moment of time. I've seen that before. Amen. The Bible says, if you just give a glass of water, your reward will not be taken from you. Something is small as a glass of water can change. So in the light of that, I'm going to release most of you this morning. But if you would like prayer, and, and if you're not comfortable, because I do know this COVID thing is real, and it's there. But I wouldn't mind praying for some of you, that you're looking for a touch from God. I want to tell you, when Uncle Ron Ron prays for you, amen, it ain't, it ain't Ronnie, it's God if something happens, amen? Amen. And I believe there's some people maybe here this morning that you just feel like, that's all I need, just a touch. Just a touch again. And even as I was sitting here, I'd say this for you because you're here, you're a faith crowd, faith community, or you wouldn't even be here. There's a lot of people that are disconnected right now. How many know I'm telling the truth? There's a lot of Christians that have disconnected from church. And I want to tell you, in the next few months, things are going to shift And I believe we could see revival, but it'll be up to us to be willing to reach out and touch people again. Does that make sense? So why don't you stand to your feet? If you would like prayer, just come up here and stand for a minute. We pray real fast, and we'll be glad to pray for you. Believe God for a miracle. Believe God to touch you. The rest of you, we release you. Amen. And don't forget the T-shirts. Amen. And to sign up for for the Friends meeting. We love y'all. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.